Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church, coming to your homes live from Portland, Oregon. We are a people of worship, work, and prayer, ready to serve the Lord, ready to serve with the community, and ready to withstand the enemy. for choosing to worship with us today. It is our prayer that during our worship experience that your love for God will be intensified, your faith be stirred, your hands get to clapping, and your feet get to dancing. After this song of preparation, be prepared to join Pastor Kimberly K. Black and the Greater St. Stephen's Church family as we bless the Lord. I am not for body. I am not for body. I am not for body. 
all of those that are joining us on Blog Talk this morning. Y'all show them some love. Show them some love. We are truly grateful to God for all of you to join us today as we worship the Lord in spirit and in truth as we come before him to give him glory and honor. Um, For those of you that are not in the house, we just want you to know that all around the sanctuary are flags that represent the 99 historical black colleges and universities. There are 50, um, 50 of those HBCUs are public institutions. The other 49 are private nonprofit institutions. Um, HBCU students have increased by 47% between 1976 and 2010. But it took a decrease in 2010 through 2021, a big decrease by 12%. But can I tell you that number is changing? It's going back up again. Our young people are are wanting to, to go and experience the culture of life and the experience that can be afforded to them at historical black colleges and universities. I was watching Good Morning America, and they said the other day that out of the engineers that come, there's, there's, there's like um, 60% of the engineers that we have come from historical black colleges. 70% of those that are in the medical field come from students that have attended historical black colleges and universities. And so we want to continue to support these colleges. They need us. I see in the house today I'm going to do a roll call for all the folks that are listening on Blog Talk. I see Gramlin in the house. I see Howard University in the house. I see Bethune-Cookman in the house. I, I see um, John, what is it? It's, it's, it's Jackson C. Smith in the house. Amen. And there's Florida A&E in the house. Amen. Did I miss anybody? Clark Atlanta is in the house. Yes. Alabama is in the house. Yes, yes, Alabama University. All right. Jeremiah, what you got on today? Our court is in the house. Come on now, what you got on Ashley? Gramlin's in the house. Yes. So we are in the house. We are representing our historical black colleges, and we're grateful to God. And so next Sunday is the, um, The United Negro College Fund, they have this uh, um, initiative for faith-based communities to give to the United Negro College Fund. So what I'm going to ask that we would do, because Brother Jeremiah is a part of the United Negro College Fund Portland chapter, and he will be going on the college tour in April. 
Amen. I'm going to ask that we would give towards his trip. Amen. So we have until now, until April, to contribute and give to Brother Jeremiah that he may go and represent. And next year when we do this, we'll have a couple more T-shirts and a couple of more swag things. Sister Lamisha, if you all came in the door, where are all my Grambling nights at? Where, where are my tigers at? I need y'all. Stand up, Elder. You the only one? Who else went to Grambling? Who went to Grambling? You can go to Grambling? Oh. Okay, I thought you went. You went to Grambling too? No, you can't do that. Have a seat. I'm not just a, you, you like me. I got it on. I thought one of you all went to Grambling. I was going to ask you all to sing the song on the wall out there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but Sister Lamisha allowed us to bring her um, the um, alma mater so that we can just see, you know, what, what goes on in some of those places. Amen. Um, so that we're, we're grateful to God for that. We're grateful to God for that. Uh, next Sunday is Four Sunday. Old Landmark Day. Old Landmark Day. And so we're going to come dressed in our jeans and our overalls and our bonnets and our aprons. And we're going to um, come ready to praise the Lord. Everybody, who has an assignment for next Sunday? Let me see your stand up so I can see. So I can know where to go because we got some folks that don't have assignments. Okay. So y'all got assignments. You got one to be Okay, you got one to be You got an assignment for next Sunday? Okay. All right, good, good. So y'all is ready, right? Uh-uh. Okay. All right, okay, all right, all right. Okay, good. So y'all will be ready for next Sunday. Amen. We're going to be ready. Amen. That's wonderful. Amen. Have you all been enjoying this Black History Month? Amen. I know we didn't do our traditional of stand up and let's talk about the different people that have done things, but I wanted to make sure we did something that was different um, to help us. I'm going to... Um, jump right into the word because uh, it's quite a bit and um, I, I don't want to make I don't want to miss anything um, of what God is doing for us today. Um, what have you learned from Colossians? What have you learned from Colossians? This is church school. Paul wrote it while he was in prison. Paul wrote it while he was in prison, yes. Come on, talk to me. Okay. Growing closer in Christ. In Christ. But let's not forget that because there's a difference. You can you can know of him, but if you're not in him, you ain't gonna make no difference. You're just gonna be like that other can of paint over there. You won't be that you won't you won't be that 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 designer paint that them people the property brothers you know they got paint 
um, Magnolia. What is it? What's Magnolia's name? What's the name of the people that got their stuff at, at Home Depot now, too? Uh, you know, they got the expensive paint. Where my HGTV fans at? Okay. Uh, Magnolia, they got their own line of paint and stuff. And, you know, the Property Brothers got a line of paint. And then uh, what's the man over here, Brother Farrell, that got his paint? Miller. Miller. What's the other man? Who else sell paint here? Sherman. Sherman Miller. Sherman Williams. Okay. So, 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 so Sherman... I, I can go to all them places to buy paint, but I can also go to Fred Myers and buy the paint. <laughs> but what what's the best what's the best one? <laughs> According to statistics, the one that, that costs the most, that has those unusual names and those hues of mixtures, those are the ones that are best, the ones that that stay on the wall and you can wipe off and all that stuff. You don't see commercials. We just don't want to be a, a regular brand of, of paint. We we want to be a good brand of paint. Um, so let's let what else did we learn from Colossians? Forgiveness.
not for me, but for yourself. Because if you want to grow in Christ, this book will help you. This book will give you all that you need that you can be successful in your walk with Christ. So I, I've got a lot of notes and I've got a lot of things, but I want to make sure I cover everything. Let's look at the background. It says, in the final two chapters of Colossians, Paul challenged the Colossians to make practical application of the doctrine he had been preaching. Okay, I'm going to stop right here. Practical means the stuff that you can get up and do right away. It's, it's, I don't have to wait on another teacher to lay out the plan for me. You've laid it out and it's practical. I can understand it. The babies can understand it. So he says, I challenge you to apply the teachings of God's holy word that I've been preaching to you week after week, month after month, year after year. I've, I've, I've even written you letters. Now, a letter is something more, so much more intimate than a sermon or a teaching. He wrote letters to the body of Christ to challenge them. Paul believed Christians should not just know the truth and be able to defend it, but that the truth must be lived out in their lives daily as well. I hope you got that highlighted in your book. I'm on page 283 of our background for the lesson. A worshiper could bow down before an idol, but his offering, put his offering on the altar and go back to live the same old life of sin. You, you, did y'all see that? Okay. Who, who, can, who can read that for me? Read just what I just read. A worshiper could bow before an idol put his offering on the altar and go back to live the same old life with sin. Okay, somebody else read it again. A worshiper could bow before an idol, put his offering on the altar and go back to live the same old life with sin. What a person would be and most. No, no. Okay, read again. A worshiper, come on, right there. A worshiper could bow before an idol, put his offering on the altar, and go back to live the same old life of sin. For those of you on Blog Talk, I just hung up something. Brother Farrell, can you come help me out? Can you tell our listeners on Blog Talk what I just hung up? 
This is one of those very expensive garbage bags. Okay, what's what's in what's in the garbage bag? Look in there. Trash. Garbage. Okay, trash. Garbage. Okay. Um, thank you, Brother Carol. <laughs> Colossians three and five. Paul tells the worshiper, you must mortify the deeds of your flesh. The word mortify means to kill the deeds of your flesh. And then he so kindly tells us what they are. Fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affections, evil concubinous, covetousness, which is idolatry. Concubinous is sexual desire. Evil sexual desire. Fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affections. All of these things that are evil in our lives are I got I got a, a used popcorn wrapper in there. I ate popcorn last night. I found a, a, a old uh, toilet paper uh, what that thing is? The roll. I think I got a piece of foil that I had some chicken. I threw that in there and I went in the laundry room and I found the bounce container. It was empty and I, I threw that in there. Um, when, before we came to Christ, this was us. A very expensive trash bag. Walking around the city of Portland, going to Johnson S. Smith, John, what is it? Johnson C. Smith University, going to Howard, going to Gramlin, going to Bethune, going to Alcorn, going to Alabama. We were a very, before we came to Christ, we, we were full of these these sins. Look look at verse 8. We, we were angry. We had wrath. We had malice. We had blasphemy. We had filthy communication. Now, I want to pause here and tell you that filthy communication is just not those four-letter cuss words that we use. Telling a dirty joke is filthy communication. Lying it's filthy communication. And so we cannot have all, we, we, we only came to Christ. This was us. Just, just be real. This was us. This was us. And so we, we, we had to make, um, we had to make a conscious decision to say enough is enough. And we did the, the first step, and that was accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And so that's what Paul is saying here. He says, 
I, I need you to kill it. Kill, kill that lion that's in you. Kill that gossiper that's in you. Kill that fornicator that's in you. Kill that adulterer that's in you. Kill that, that worry, that doubt, that fear that lives inside of you. That's what he's saying right here. He's saying, and if you don't obey my word, look at verse 6. If you don't obey my word, I'm going to cause my wrath to come upon you because you are disobedient children. So you was this. Now you this. Say, by the blood of the Lamb. Stay with me because I'm on a journey here. We're making some progress here. So I was a very expensive garbage bag full of garbage. But me and my life came over to Christ. I moved over to Christ. And so I, people started telling me, you are a work in progress, baby. You, you don't, you don't, you don't, you, you don't cuss no more like you used to. You don't lie no more like you used to. You don't fornicate no more like you used to. That, that was the old you. We still a garbage bag. No, 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 no. We still an expensive garbage bag. And y'all see the, the garbage bag, right? But you really can't see the content on the inside of it. But if, 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 if Brother Farrell was going to uh, uh, play the role that Morgan Freeman plays in all the movies he's been playing, The Voice of God, he would come and open up the bag and only he would see what was inside the bag. All that you and I can see is this beautiful, expensive white garbage bag. Paul is saying, you represent Christ now. Now that you, you have left the world, you left the ways of the world because the, the world beat you up. The world did not love you. The world did not care for you. The world was not kind to you. And now that you made this conscious decision to leave the world, there are some things that you've got to do. Paul says, verse 7, he says, in, in, in the which ye also walked. You see the word E-D at the end of walk? I once was. I once was a liar. I once was a backbiter. I once was a gossiper. I once was a homemonger. I once was an adulterer. I once was a drunkard. I once was. So you used to walk like that every day. You would you you might have just drunk on the weekend and got drunk, but you were still a drunk. <laughs> you might have only told a few white lies, but you were still a liar. So you right there he says, I once was. I once was. That's what verse 7 says. I once was. In which ye also walked sometimes when you 
world. Every night, I think about and and go get my clothes for the next morning. Every night, I, that's that's the only way I can function. That's the only way I can function. I literally have to get in my mind. Okay, what am I gonna wear? Okay, so what shoes am I gonna put on? Do I need to put on socks, socks and the tights? Okay, so then when I get that together, then I look and say, okay, well, I need to, I need to have on some earrings and then, or does this require a necklace or not? Which 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 bracelet am I gonna attach to my watch today? This is a process that I go through in my mind. Can I tell you that what Paul is getting ready to tell us to do down here in these next couple of verses is a process? So look at verse 9. This, this, Colossians is my favorite. You know, for the last, how long have we been doing a woman under construction? Three years? Yeah. This is what we preach from every year. So you know, this is by far my, my favorite, right? Because I've been doing this a long time. This verse, I've been preaching once a year for three years. Paul said, quit lying to each other. You walk out the house a liar, go to the church a liar. You walk out the house a whole longer, go into the house of the Lord a whole longer. Don't try to put on the skirt, the dress, the hat, and carry the Bible and the briefcase and the tambourine and make us think you holy and all that. That's why he said quit lying. Because you, you intentionally put on that suit. You put on that backwards collar. You put on that, that big church hat, and you came to here, and you look like you was holy, Sister Sheila. You look like you was holy, Mother Harris, but inside of you, full of trash, full of garbage. So the Bible says, stop lying to one another. I am a, I cuss. Yes, I cuss. Just tell the truth. Shame the devil. I, 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 listen, the, the, I was cracking up laughing because people, when they pray, they say, Lord, if you find anything in me. Okay, let me help you out here. Stop saying if, because you got it already. The Bible says, confess your thoughts and your fears. So, Lord, Inside of me lies stuff that don't give you glory and honor. And I need you to take it out when you find it, when you see it. Reveal it to me for I to confess that thing and be better. So that I can be stronger, so that I can be wiser. I'm almost done. We're going to get out of here on time today. Come on, somebody. Paul says, he said, lie not one another. See that you have put off the old man with his deeds. You're done with this. When you go home, read Titus 3. Okay? That goes with verses 9 through 11. Then Paul tells us to do something else. He says, put on. For those of you at home on Blog Talk, I just now hung up a black t-shirt. I'm going to put my garbage bag back up here because even though we can't change you know, the, 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 
the look of us. I can't still got it, man. I can't change the look of it, right? But I can put on. Yo, this, this T-shirt is all the names of God, and then the last one said Holy Spirit. That's what Paul said to me. When I when I look at these these next couple of scriptures, uh, again, like Sister Yolanda said, this was a, a call. This was a clarison call. This was a corporate call. This was a call for all of us to put on. Verse 11 says, put on the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. Then I want you to forbear one another and forgive one another. This is how we deal with community. Verse 12 and 13. Remember, a church without a community and a community without a church is unacceptable. And so the only way we're going to win the loss is if we apply and put on verse 12 and 13. This is verse 12 and 13, y'all. Take a good look. This is verse 12 and 13. We're putting it on. Just, and you know what? To put on, to take off and put on has to be thoughtful. Just like I told you, I think about what I put on every morning, the night before. This has got to be a thoughtful process also. If you are going, if you are going to be clothed with Christ, and then next Sunday's lesson, it says, um, if, if you are going to, oh Jesus, help me, um, have spiritual discipline for your new life. You can't do it with the trash bag. You gotta crucify that flesh and those thoughts and those deeds. The United Negro Correspondent told us a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Paul is saying right here, fix your focus, fix your mind on the things of God. So let me say, think of those things that are good, that are lovely, that are a good report. Those things that are that give you virtue, those things that give him praise. We gotta think about this life that we're living. He says, put on charity. It's all right. You might get into an argument every now and then with your brother and your sister, but remember, you are supposed to be forgiving. Verse 15. He says, and let the peace of God. He didn't say the peace of Aretha Franklin. Because she was singing about R-S-P-E-C-T. Respect. He, he, he wasn't talking about that. He's talking about the peace of God, the peace that comes from God. When we fast, when we pray, God gives us a peace. When we study his word, when we apply his word to our life, God gives us a peace. Hebrews said, as much peace that lives inside of you, live peaceably with all men. He says, the peace of God, let, he says, let. The peace of God rule what? Your heart. Not the heart that the doctor going to hook up the machines to and do the EKG on. Because that's the, that's the heart for the doctor to work on. The heart that God want to work 
microphone is up here in the brain. That's the heart he wants to work on, is the brain, your thought process, where your thoughts lie. So does your heart and your treasure lie. So don't think you giving God your heart, you, you literally giving him this thing that beats every day. He, that already belongs to him. The thing that he wants is what he gave you was the mind. He gave you the mind, and he's a God of free will. You can choose to serve him or choose not to. He gave you the mind. You can think about him or you don't have to. He gave you a mind. So let the peace of God rule in your mind, in your heart. And then he said, be thankful. Be thankful. Then verse 16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you how? Richly. Richly. I don't know what you think about when you when you hear the word or see the word richly. Expensive, Sister Kamisha said. Tasteful. Um, what is it? Appeasing to the eye. It, it, there's a sweet smell about you, your your aroma. Richly. Rich folks don't stink like garbage. Rich four five star hotels, you're not gonna see little critters crawling around. Well, if you do, that's not a five-stop place. He says, why, why is it, what, 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 do we, what do we use the word of God for? Write this down. We use the word of God as a benchmark. As a benchmark. I don't have a heaven or a hell to put you in. So don't measure your life to my life. Because I might fall. I'm going to fall short of the glory of God. That's what Romans said. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I'm included in the all. But I'm not intentionally trying to sin. So we use the word of God as a benchmark. The second thing we need to do, because we're talking about each other and community, is we need to use the word of God to teach each other how to be forgiving, how to love, how to put on mercy, how to be kind to each other, how to be gentle, how to be forbearing. We've got to use the word of God to teach us because it's the word of God that's going to draw them. Dr. Phil ain't drew nobody. Oprah ain't drew nobody. Michael Jordan ain't drew nobody. You know, he just turned 60 and he gave what is $10 million to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. $10 million. But he ain't drawing nobody. He can't save nobody. These people are that people watch them, but they, they these people can't save nobody from going to heaven or hell. And those two places are real. Don't forget it, baby. Hell is real. It was created for those that. Choose not to serve and love the Lord their God with all their heart, soul, and mind. That one who said in his heart there is no God, he's going to be lifting up their eyes in hell. We also use the 
word of God to give advice to each other. Stop giving people your two cents. Because that's all it's worth. Two cents. But the word of God makes one rich. And it adds no sorrow. So we use the word of God as a benchmark, as a teacher, to teach, and to give advice to others. We also must use the word of God to bring correction in the lives of our brothers and sisters. We dare not see our brothers and sisters falling by the wayside and not give them correction to help them get back up again. What kind of sister are you? What kind of brother are you? You see them falling. You see them bringing destruction and damnation to themselves. You sit back and just shake your head. You can't consider yourself a brother or a sister. You can't even consider yourself a friend because we don't want to see our friends falling. We don't want our friends left behind. But the the God we serve don't even want to see his enemies left behind. So let the word of Christ dwell richly in our wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in songs, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. Verse 17, and I'm done. I hope you go back and read this because I had a whole lot more to say. But this morning when I woke up, I, I saw the garbage bag and had to dig out the shirt and get it ironed up for y'all so it would look like. Amen. Um, and but uh, that that came to me so 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 quickly this morning. So um, um, I gave you Titus three, right? First um, Peter one sixteen is the other scripture that I want you to put in your arsenal. First Peter one sixteen, he says, "Be ye holy, for I am holy." We are to resemble Christ. We are to look like Christ. We are to sound like Christ. We ought to smell like Christ. We ought to think like Christ. We ought to move through people like Christ. He says we are the salt light of the earth. If you put some salt on your food, it's going to change the flavor of the food. You turn on a light in a dark room, and now you're going to be able to see the dust that you thought you dusted up. We ought to make a difference. Wherever we go, wherever we are, we got to make a difference because we are not of this world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. And this world don't have no place for us. So verse 17 says, And whatsoever you do, in word or deed, do all everything. Do everything. In the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Thank God I'm not what I used to be. And thank God I'm I'm, I'm, I'm trying every day. I'm pressing forward to be better than I was yesterday. I don't want Jesus to come back and I'm still because remember it's a prophet. 
we we have made a journey. I was once young, now I'm old. Oh, let me go down here. I was once young, now I'm old, but I'm still old trash. I made a process. This this was before Christ. For those of you at home, I'm sorry, but I'm moving the trash bag. This was before Christ. This was with Christ. And now this is my journey that I've been in the way a long time. And I have left this behind. Paul says to, to kill, crucify, mortify, crucify. Another version, when you read uh, this in another passage of scripture, he says crucify the flesh. We cannot continue. I know some of us have been cussing as long as we can um, put those words together. But let's start there. If we make a commitment to say, I'm going to stop cussing, don't you know if you say that out loud to Jesus, He's going to help you. And not only is he going to help you to stop the cussing, but he's going to help you stop the lying. Because your focus is on having a, a good speech. Sound doctrine coming out my mouth. If, he's, if, he's, if you've committed to him the cussing, he's working on the lying, don't you know he's going to work on the gossiping? It's a process. Yeah, we're going to slip every now and then, but and who wakes up in the morning and says, when I get to the office, or when I get downstairs, I'm just going to cuss them out. <laughs> who makes that? Who, who, who makes through that process? Let's say it, because I'm done. Has this been a blessing for you? I hope this helps us to grow in the grace of God. That's the purpose of this teaching, these exercises, this demonstration today was to help us see better the things of God. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for being so faithful, so kind, and so wonderful towards us. Thank you for this letter that Paul wrote to the Church of Colossians. God, it's so applicable right now. It's relevant to us right now because we need to mortify the deeds of our flesh. We need to put on love, kindness, humility, meekness, forgiveness, forbearing. And we need to have the mind of Christ. And we need to walk in the ways of Christ. We need to resemble Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior. We need to look like him, sound like him, move like him, be like him. And everything we say and do. So God, we're grateful today and we're thankful. And we pray, God, that you will continue to allow your word to give us purpose. That we may live according to your word. That we may continue to trust you to build us up to be those individuals that you're calling for in these last and evil days. We give you all glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Thank God and amen. Let us receive our benediction. Can you play love therapy and then let us hear it too? May the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest room and abide with us now and forevermore. What I say unto one, I say unto all, watch, pray, 
live holy every day. Be blessed. Brothers and sisters, I want to welcome you back to life. Back to the one that can make your next chapter your best chapter. Hallelujah. How can it be?
the Savior. I don't want to love nobody but you. I don't want to love nobody but you. Yes. I don't want to love nobody, love nobody but you.